You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 64 here at the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are we doing today, David, Allen, Aaron? Pretty well. Good. Good to hear. I'm doing good. That's all good to hear, guys. Spencer, of course, is on vacation yet again. He's, in talk, Cancun. he's talking yeah. to Dylan Brooks. He's talking to Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He's talking Jamie to John Butler, Morant, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, all of them guys. Shea Gilders, right Alexander. You know, didn't invite us, by the way. So that's all right, Spencer. Yeah, we'll take a ball and beat vacation at some point. But that's all right. So today is a busy day. I'd say it leans more on the music side today. It's, a, it's an interesting episode. We haven't done one like that since our buddy Nick Schroeder has been on a long time ago. Now, almost forty episodes in, but. No, it was also that one we did at 7 o'clock at night. That too. That too. Yes. Oh, oh, oh the one I was in New York. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That was supposed to be a radio show, not a podcast, but it turned yeah. into a podcast. So, um, Did you guys have Christian that night too? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, but first off, we're going to start by promoting a big event that's happening here in the city of Toledo. Don't you dare put that in quotation marks. How dare you? It's live on ESPN. I mean, yeah. Come on now. Acting I'm, like I'm you sorry. aren't going to be in attendance. That's that's true. Come on now. Mid. So July, Saturday night, yes. July first, at the Huntington Center here in Toledo. Big, big heavyweight prospect. Not trying to be a prospect anymore, but to really become the next great heavyweight straight out of Toledo. Jared Anderson. I mean, this dude, fourteen and 0, 14 knockouts. Nothing past the sixth round. Nothing really past the fourth almost yeah. in most of his fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dude, is he's got a lot of stamp of approval from a lot of guys mm-hmm. in the boxing scene as becoming the next great heavyweight. Mm-hmm. People expect him to become a champion, and uh, he's fighting a guy who is much older than him now, Charles Martin. He was supposed to fight a dude out of, I believe, Kazakhstan, yeah. Kasabuski, but he couldn't because of visa issues. But uh, Charles Martin is 37 years old. Anderson is 23 years old, but Charles Martin has won a championship himself in his career before he lost it to Anthony Joshua back in, I believe, 2016 or 2017. Yeah, I think it was still 2016 when he lost it. Regardless of his age, this guy on paper is still the best person he's probably ever fought so far in his career. Um, And, you know, it's going to be a fun event. Me and Aaron are going to be in attendance uh, and some other people as well. So uh, hopefully we can get the extra media passes. but. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun night, man. It's, mm. it's huge. Nine for Toledo. fights. Nine fights. Listed on the yeah. cards. Nine fights. The undercard starts at 6 15 PM. Uh, the main card fights are supposed to start at 10 on ESPN. Yeah. You can watch live top rank boxing sponsoring the fight. And, uh, man, it's, it's a huge thing for the city. Honestly, it's going to be probably one of the most viewed live events here in Toledo in a generation. Honestly, this is, this is huge. Um, Toledo has been known for other boxers in the past. You've had Devin Vargas, who's got Olympic, I believe, gold medals or silver medals. You've got uh, Robert Easter Jr., who has done numbers as, as well, an excellent, excellent boxer. And now the next one who a lot of people are tagging is probably the best one ever to come out of the city. And Jared Anderson, I mean, he, his skills are great. Offensively, power. He's just a straight power guy. Defense, he, I would say personally, he could maybe work a little bit on his defense, but he hasn't had to worry about no. that 
really. This is, probably, just, this is gonna be his one fight where he's actually gonna have to worry about defense because if he can't get down Martin, Martin will counter. Go counter, yeah. And uh, man, I really, I'm just, I'm just so excited to go. Honestly, it's Same. it's gonna be a a fun night. And I mean, there's other events going on as well. The Italian Bowl in town as well. Yes, the Italian Football Bowl yes, in the man. Glass Bowl. In the Glass Bowl here at the University of Toledo. Uh, yeah, literally Italian professional football. Mm-hmm. The championship is in Toledo, the only area in the U.S. that actually televises it. So, yeah, that's also a big deal. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be our Fourth of July fireworks as well. Yeah. So happy Fourth of July to everybody, Bob, because by our next episode, Fourth of July will already pass. So. Um, but weekend is going to be very, very action packed. So let's move on now. Let's move on to the topics at hand today. It's a lot of music talks and it's, I kind of want David to kind of start us off here with some of that. So what we got. Take over the show, David. Yes, sir. Oh, (laughs) um, so, okay. Um, well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off with uh, news, actually. So, um, Lil Uzi's uh, Pink Tape album is gonna be dropping this weekend, hopefully. I mean, from the past when it was Eternal and Taken, all that, it's always been like a year delayed or right. almost even two years delayed. Yes. Uh, because apparently on Eternal Take, he had like what 78, 78 songs, or I think it was like seventy or seven hundred and eighty songs. That he had recorded and he just picked yes. randomly from those and then um he decided not to go because uh, he was deciding for the pink tape to just have those other 780 songs um picked out from there but he decided to do like a whole new a whole new thing um because he 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 felt like those didn't have like enough like star power to even like be on his pink tape because apparently his his uh Albums that he calls like tapes are like his best ones, I would say. Um, also, probably Travis Scott's uh, Utopia might be dropping this Friday as well. Okay. But that hasn't really been official. Only other people have been saying, oh, it's going to drop either like this weekend, next month, or even like in the next three months. Um, but yeah, people are waiting on that too. So. And also, Coiler Ray is also um, have a potential to be number one, as well as Young Thug. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet uh, this year for mm-hmm. the rap genre. It mm-hmm. has been a slow year, I would say, so far, numbers-wise. Um, you know, that's another conversation we're probably going to have here as well. So, mm-hmm. And it's about, you yeah. know, the overall image of the rap culture, where it's gone from really the last, you know, you can start back in 2011, 2012, probably the different style of rap that started around that time that kind of created a new persona and a new image of the rap industry mm-hmm. and has changed to what it is now and, you know, how it has negatively affected it. And I want to start off with that conversation. And it's about drill rap. It's about drill music. You saw right. the rise of it really in the Chicago area with the Chief Keefs uh, uh, and as well as like the Ducks as well, mm-hmm. Lil Durk early mm-hmm. on too. Um, I, I, I will say that, Okay, like back in the nineties, there 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 is a difference between gangster rap and yes. murder rap. Yes. Yep. Uh gangster rap had more of a shine on it because it wasn't all just about, you know, 
trying to live a life of like, oh, you're, you know, you're actually from the hood and you got, you know, clocks and nines and all that, you know, nah, it's, um, from gangster rap. They, they, they told more of a story and they were more lyrical, uh, in the nineties. Um, until now with the murder rap, it's just like, kind of like, where's the pizzazz in it? I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of either genre, but like I give my respects to the gangster rap era, but not as much as the murder rap from like 2012 and up. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to say this real quick. I think there is a huge difference as well still with drill rap and murder rap. To me, there's a, there is yeah. a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. And I don't like it that people try to, you know, put drill and murder rap in the same genre because it's not. It's not, but it's close. It's close. I can see yeah. where people would think so, but it's it's yeah. different. It's, I mean, when it comes to murder and gangster rap, the lyrics are most of the time almost the same, just worded differently. And I, I think that's where people trip up, and that's why they can group them together like that. For sure. And I think, like, any more with, like, murder rap and... See, and, and I, even, or I even think that murder rap, it's just like... And they're trying to live a life that they never lived while gangster rap. It's the same concept, except they've actually lived through it and done the stuff yeah. that they said they've done um, to the point of where, you know, if they say, you know, they, you know, they saw his uh, friend on the floor or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they actually have while, you know, other rappers now are just saying that just to say because it, it sounds good and they actually haven't done anything. Because then they even sell themselves out in their own interviews. Yes, that's that's very true. And that's another topic I want to get into later on after this one as well. It's just about, you know, we'll get into that later. But um, with murder rap, I think what it is is really recently anyway. I mean, it, it, it's, been, it's a lot of the same. Yeah. They all say, a lot of them say the same things. And I mean, yeah, you're going to get that in every genre. People are going to say the same stuff. It happens. Mm -hmm. But the numbers prove that people are over it a little bit. Yeah, I think what just helps it is like, again, the producers making the melodies and all that and just making it different uh, to where the lyrics are just the same. But, you know, I guess the sounding of it is not the same. Yeah. Although they do have the same flows, which makes it harder for the melodies to, you know, be special in their own way, I'd say. For sure. Man. Well, yeah. oh, look, so there was a perfect example, right? Uh, so people didn't think that um, 21 Savage was, you know, uh, they didn't believe that he was in, like, gangster rap or whatever. Um, and they put him in the murder rap category for a while. I think it's when he did his, like, No Heart tape or whatever. Um, but then, like, people, you know, when he uh, got deported back to, I think, England, right? The UK or whatever, he... Um, he spoke more about it and there was actual evidence, you know, him um, actually being a part of that life. So now they put him, they put him in the gangster category instead of the murder rap category. Now, back then he's getting that shine that he didn't get before. Right. And he was kind of tired of it. And it shows through um, the song um, with Nas. Uh, I forgot what song it was. I think it was like, oh, oh I'm one. I'm trying to remember. Uh, was it like one, one shot? Mic, one one, 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 one mic, one gun. Yeah, one mic, one gun. I was about to say one shot, one gun. <laughs> yeah, one mic, one gun. But yeah. it shows through that song as well with Nas. Yeah. I think Nas is also a great storyteller when it comes N to Nas it. is one of my personal favorites 
in the rap game entirely. Mm-hmm. I think he's very slept on with his storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's got co-signs from Snoop Dogg. He, he was telling the story I remember listening about. It was him and Tupac. They ran mm-hmm. into Nas and, and Tupac was like saying all this stuff about him. And Nas was just kind of like, whatever, kind of just looked at him like, you don't really yeah. know. And Snoop, you know, Tupac was like, yeah, I, I bossed him and all this. And, and Snoop yeah. in his head was like... You got let off. Yeah. And I would <laughs> yeah. say, and I'd say, you know, the new way of, of murder rap. I think I me personally, I think the there's specific rappers like NLE Choppa and Blueface, they're part of that category. And like at first Blueface or Blueface, uh, NLE Choppa wasn't he wasn't trying to do that, but after he dropped his shot of flow, he he started getting into more of that category. Um just as a, like with Blueface after Tatiana, he came out with other music that just sounded the same and said the same stuff. Yeah. And, you know, with murder rap, it's really changed the image of, I think, rap music in general. Everyone mm-hmm. recently now, when you think about modern day rappers, at least a lot of them anyway, they all kind of, like you said, they say the same things. Mm-hmm. And they just, I don't know, there's just, the numbers show that other like fans and stuff, they're turning to other genres. You see the numbers now in the UK scene. You see yeah. the numbers in the Latin scene. You see mm-hmm. the numbers now in the Afro scene. A lot yeah. of people are turning away. I wouldn't say turning away from rap. Mm-hmm. They're not turning away from rap. They're turning away from the type of rap that's been coming out a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of over the same repetitive stuff that people say. And they're looking for other stuff. And me personally, I've been a, I've been a UK guy mm-hmm. for years. Alan, I think, has as well. We've been yeah. we've been on the UK wave before, and now it's that was one of the new hottest things. Central C, Doja, when it came uh-huh. out, that became huge. Uh-huh. Central C, Dave, you got Stormzy, Skepta. All these guys are uh-huh. becoming like popular. Central C in particular in America, though. Yeah. The LA well, Lakers freestyle. Exactly. People are now really bumping the UK stuff. They're getting, they're bumping the Latin stuff, bro. Peso Pluma, <laughs> really good, bro. I can't lie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, he yeah he's really good. I think it's just, and and I think people get more upset about it is like when they go into a different genre like Latin or you know Afro or anything like that. I'm telling you, hip hop has been revolutionary to the point of where it's in every genre. It is, and I think people are getting a little upset about it because they hear the same you know beat. But it sounds in, good. In a, in a different genre, language, genre, whatever. But it, you know, potentially, and I think a lot of it deals with you know whatever they say and what fillers they have makes it sound a little bit better than you know the American rap scene. Mm-hmm. I'd say. You know, another genre I've seen a lot of hip hop beats recently. Country. Country. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I like the country trap. I like that trap country. I do too. I, I think like the blending of that. I it do goes too. well. I think it all. I think it evolved around where people started using guitars and rap, and they see it like, oh, dude, you, you know, you can do something with country to a point where I think uh, what's his name, Nelly, Nelly introduced with Florida uh, Georgia Line. It. Yeah, with Florida Georgia Line, he introduced it with them. Um, more originally with just the country beat at first. And then, you know, him just rapping on it. And then I think it got into more where Nelly decided to introduce it with like a hip hop beat um, during his part and then going back to a country beat after that. Yeah. And, you know, recently you've seen it also with uh, Morgan Wallen and Lil Durk, too. Uh-huh. 
twice yeah. now. Yeah, twice. And yeah. apparently, they uh, Lil Dirk wants to drop a whole album with him, mm-hmm. and that's also well, going to tie into this whole conversation we've led up to that I want to speak on Lil Dirk in particular. But yeah, because I think Morgan Wallen, I think with just just him being a solo artist, he, I think all he has is just hip hop beats with his country music. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, like a lot of those newer country guys. Country like, singers like, in general, uh, they like Hardy, you yes. know, them. Mm-hmm. they have a lot more like hip hop, like the drums and stuff in their in their beats. You can mm-hmm. hear it. Oh, like yeah. there's a lot of hip hop is almost in every genre now to a certain degree. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it has yeah. an element because everyone knows that hip hop, at least in this younger generation, is a very very huge influential genre mm-hmm. to this younger generation. And I and, and I, I will point out that um, uh, the Miley Cyrus song "Party in the USA." A lot of people don't know, but there's an there's one hip hop um there's one hip hop instrument that's used in that whole song and it's the eight oh eight for the bass where the uh where she brings back the chorus and all that. That's where the eight oh eight comes in because you just hear like a big bass drop. Yeah. And I think like it being introduced that early, it did really well. Right. But it kind of faded away after that because then, you know, you had other people like One Direction come in and like, I don't, I don't even know who, who else are the boy bands, but all those other bands and all, and even solo artists like Ariana Grande didn't start doing that until like Six Rings, I think. And then now it's an all over her new albums and stuff like that. Um, because even with Mac Miller, uh, when he did the song with Ariana Grande, there really wasn't any hip hop beat. It was more of like a pop beat and him rapping over it more than just having like a light on a hip hop beat. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, I want to tie back to Lil Durk in particular. Mm-hmm. Like I said, him kind of branching out. Mm-hmm. This is an artist who was from that Chicago drill scene who people you could probably say was a murder rapper. Yeah. For a long time. In the last two years or so. I would say he's trying to change his image because he sees yeah. that people don't like the murder rap as much. Is he still going to drop that type of music? Absolutely. Right. Is there some of that stuff that I still like? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a person who does kind of like the drill stuff and it's mostly because the beats. Right. You know, right. But little, like, look at the song that he dropped with J. Cole all my life. Mm-hmm. That might be his best song ever in his whole career. Actually, that whole album, it's really good. But yeah. it reminds me too much of like what Polo G could have done. You know what else? I actually think this project in general, besides all my life, is one of his worst in the last couple of years. Really? Yes. Me personally, I don't. I uh, was looking forward to the album. I was actually disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was still a really good project, and I'll still listen to a lot of the songs on it. Right. Um, but I preferred the previous one. Um, but Oh, the 7-something? 7-2-2-0? Yeah, that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He is an artist to me who's a great example of trying to change his image away from the murder rap scene because you've seen him clash with Morgan Wallen. You've seen a lot more recently, a lot more melodic music and not like that murder. Actually, actually, Alicia Keys uh, did the intro of his new album and she kind of explained it very well. Yes. On what Lil Dirk was trying to do. Yeah. Um, Trying to show more of his emotion than, uh, you know, just putting something out because... You know, he needed to be consistent. 
Right. Um, and I, I will say this. I think it's also become a huge thing where people won't listen to some of that other music because yeah. they're like, oh, it's not bangers, man. Yeah. Like they all want to hear the same thing. A lot of people want car bangers, I'd yes. say. To me, yeah. I always have to give respect to an artist who wants to do something different. Right. Like, you know, like yeah. uh, a perfect example was Drake. He did something totally yeah. different. The dance hall album. Yeah, where, you know, honestly, Nevermind was just shot out of the water and came out of nowhere and decided, you know, people wanted to hate on it more than kind of love it. Right. But, like, personally, like, I say, if you kept listening to it, and that's what makes every everything go, like, to shit, it's literally, like... If you listen to, if you don't like it the first, you know, the first go, you automatically say it's trash. And then somebody posts it online and then, then people getting on the bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, it's trash, blah, blah, blah. And then there's even people that say it's trash, but they never listen to it. They, they're they only saying it because they don't want to look. I guess they don't want to be the odd man out and saying that, they, oh, you know, I actually like it to the point of where. Uh, people are going to make fun of you. And I think that's kind of sad, dude. Because, like, me personally, I like the Honestly Nevermind Drake album. You know, it's it's grown on me over time. Yes, if you keep listening to it, yeah. It has grown on me over time. And another person I'll give credit to, even though, you know, some people really hated the album, others really loved it, the Yachty album of the rock oh, fusion. Oh, um, alternative The one? alternative rock yeah, kind it of It was actually really good, album. though. I liked a lot of the songs off that album, I too. I did, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Like, that's another, like, you got to give respect to people who don't want to just be considered either a rapper or a country artist or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're branching out and trying to become more musically inclined. I respect it. I mean, me personally, I did listen to that little Yachty album, and honestly, it wasn't for me, but I agree with you. I mean, I respect the fact that he wanted to branch out and try something different, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think for what he did, I think it wasn't, like, a bad attempt either. No, you it know? wasn't. I think he did. I think he did a pretty good job of what he was able to do. Him not really being a singer either. Right. Um, and like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe Yachty, but just him not being Yachty, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, he's an artist who has never had that perception around him mm-hmm. of like the murder rap. He's, he's never been in that category no, of rap. No. He's so more, he's more of that, uh, fun rap guy. Yes. Yeah. No, I think a lot of guys, a lot of people in general are starting to like that fun rap too. Uh-huh. You know, those stuff that doesn't make sense to them as well. Like like Baby No Money and Young Gravy and all them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're seeing their numbers increase while you're seeing others decrease. You're seeing Yeah, which is actually really interesting because like, you know, Young Gravy actually never had that kind of numbers before until and you know, his marketing strategy is just so funny to me because you know, his whole persona is him like loving MILFs, right? But he made that as a marketing <laughs> attempt no, with Addison's Ray's mom oh. and decided to go on. I don't even know where he went. I had, it was I some award show. Award show. Yeah. And he went on the red carpet with her and <laughs> dude, it just made headlines for no reason. And people were surprised about it. He even made it on the news and people were like, who's Young Gravy? And, you know, because no what happened? He started getting more numbers on his music. Yeah. And so, you know, his um, Mr. Clean started going up yeah. and then he dropped his... Uh, I think uh, Betty album, no, uh, isn't a Marvelous album, yeah. but he dropped that with his um, song that he already had before, which was Betty, uh, that, you know, remixed uh, Never Gonna Give You Up song. But that song by itself also did really well because of it being a sample. And he did it in a perfect time where samples were becoming more 
even though they were popular, people started doing it a lot more around his time of where he dropped uh, Betty. And, you know, it did really well. Um, because, like, uh, what's her name? Lotto. Lotto also did the same thing. And then it made her even bigger than she already was when she went on the double XL freshman list. Right, for sure. Um, man. Young gravy, man. He's interesting. <laughs> He's a character. <laughs> There's another artist I want to talk about, which I've met. A lot of people don't know about him, I would say. But another genius, I think, with his marketing. Uh-huh. And it ties into a similar artist from the same city in 6 9 I hate this guy, bro. He hates this guy. I want to talk about not necessarily his music, but the fact of how smart he is. Okay. A lot of people don't know about him. He's a drill artist out of New York. He's, I would say he's up and coming. If you know about him, you do. He does not look the part. That's that's the thing about him. His name's Lil Mabu. Lil um, Mabu is a he's a 18 year old kid who just graduated from one of the top high schools in America. His dad is a funeral director, and he is a marketing guy who got money mar- helping market other rappers and said, "You know what? I'm gonna have the money to buy the features from all these artists." And what he's done is he's put on a facade. I wouldn't say he's put on a facade because he definitely well, he has, mm-hmm. but he hasn't actually gone out in the streets and done it like Six Nine did, which got him to snitch on people. Right. That's the difference I think with Lil Mabu, and Six Nine is you see these guys who put on that image and just go home, but people don't care today about the actuality if you're in the streets or not. Right. Because people only want to hear music anymore. You know, Six Nine learned the hard way. Yeah. And I, I think that's an, that's another thing that I want to talk about. People yeah, don't I'll, care if you're actually like that anymore. Yeah, because you know who did yeah. it really well to the point where he wasn't in the murder rap scene, but like not in the drill scene either. But like he he says the same stuff, but it was a Fetty Wap, but he just did it with yeah. a melodic tune instead yeah. of, you know, a rapping tune. Right. Which I thought was really interesting because then looking back at it, I was just like, yo, he really did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he won. He was about it. Two, he really did that. And three, you know, him comparing him to like 6ix9ine and Lil Mabu, I guess, he he had more respect for 6ix9ine. But then like, I don't even think he knows who Lil Mabu was, but he had that same respect for 6ix9ine because... Six nine said that he was about that life, and he believed it. But then he really wasn't. <laughs> Literally, in in one of Lil Mabu's freestyle, which I, it would probably helped boost his career, is because he literally says, "I know I'm lying, but at least I get paid for it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike a lot yeah. of these other artists, mm-hmm. like he knows what he's doing. Yes, he's a it's random. Smart. He's he's a rich stereotypical white kid who goes to who just graduated from one of the top uh, college uh, excuse me high schools uh-huh. in New York City but he does the same music he has King Von flows on some songs uh-huh. you know and it's it's throwing people off because it's like oh my god it's the, who like it just doesn't look the part right you know well, he kind of did the same things in his music videos as 6 9 did you know yes. he had a whole group behind him right looking like yep. uh, it was like the same building that he came out of and yeah. just did the same thing and the difference is he Goes home every day. He doesn't yeah. actually put on that facade that that like six nine did, mm-hmm. and actually got involved with street gangs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And it's it's a great marketing tool. I mean, he's gotten sign offs from like Rich the Kid, Future, I believe, Lil Durk, all these other people. Mm-hmm. And it all started because he literally is like fourteen, fifteen, started helping out other people market their own music mm-hmm. and stuff. So. 
I'm not saying he's a good artist. I'm not saying his music's good. You, some of you guys probably don't even know who he is, but I think he's, he's smart. He's smart as hell. Mm-hmm. Like he was smart with um, going viral on TikTok with all his videos. Yeah, because he, he he knows what people say about him. Yeah, and and the thing what he did with TikTok was um, you know those uh, YouTubers or TikTokers that do like you know. They ask people questions like in the mall or whatever, and then give them the mic or, you yeah. know, they'll do pranks with them or say, if you're following me, you know, you get this budget, blah, 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 and I'll buy it for you. Uh, he did like one of those videos and it went viral. And then, you know, a lot of people know about him now. Right. But he is smart with his marketing, I'd say. Yes. He, he is literally like, to me, that's why his music has blown up is because he literally knows no one who looks like him has literally done that style of music and it's sounds sort of good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, beside that, like not doing anything he's saying. And he has openly said that in his songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why also people like it because he's openly saying, I'm lying to you. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, see, and I also think this is what makes people turn away from hip hop. Like, Okay, you have, you know, people that, like, don't lie, but then they don't need to really tell the truth either. They just come out and then, you know, they don't even tell their story. Unless if it's in an interview or something or somebody asks about it and they just had to make a song for it. But, you know, when people like him, when he said that he's lying about it, I feel like that makes people turn away from uh, the rap music as well. Because then they're just like, well, why would I, you know, listen to somebody that lies, but then, like, you know, it just kind of yeah. sounds the same as everybody else. Yeah. So then I decided to, you know, go listen to somebody else right. or even another genre at that point. Right. And then there's also people like 6ix9ine who, or at least people think have, snitched. Mm-hmm. Not going to name names, but I am. Gonna. Mm-hmm. He just dropped a project. Obvi- there's, You can say what you want about the case. Did he snitch? Did he not? I mean, he took a, a plea deal we to get really out. Know, we, don't, we don't technically know if he really snitched. It doesn't. It does look like he did, but here's the thing: all these people say they don't care because they like his music. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to the album because I wanted to compare him and Young Thug's album. Personally, yeah, I actually liked Gunna's more. That's just me. But I'm not even. It's it's crazy for me to say because I am historically known to not like Gunna's music. But literally, if you see all these things on social media, they do not care if he snitched or not because they like his music. So. It goes to show the difference between 6ix9ine, because people didn't actually like his music. They liked mm-hmm. his image and the persona he put on. They didn't like his music. Gunna, they like his music, but he could have done the same thing that 6ix9ine did. But it doesn't matter. And that's why I'm saying people don't actually care if they're actually about it or not. They only care about what they hear. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. So, I mean, it's it's really interesting to see where rap actually goes from here. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the stenching, dude, I, that's like a whole different, like, line of story. Oh, yes. But, like, dude, you know, people say that, oh, you know, I don't listen to this person because he snitched or whatever. But I'm just like, okay, he snitched, but, like, wouldn't you as well if you were in his shoes? I feel like people who say that aren't, you know— never been yeah. in jail or never been in his shoes in the court and you know court's stressful man i feel for them you know i felt for 692 i'm like dude at the end of the day you got to protect your own ass and i say like yeah. if you ha- if you really have to i mean go ahead 
I mean, like, there's some people that don't stay true to their word, but then at the end of it, what do they get? You know, they either get life in prison or get a sentence even longer than they yeah. expected, or you know, they die to the point of where, like, yo, you kind of need to snitch on on people to save your own ass, and then. And that takes me to my next point of rap. Exactly. That takes me to my next point in why I think rap music, to a certain degree, I wouldn't call it, you know what, clickbait, the downfall of rap music. No, but why rap hasn't elevated and stayed elevated, at least when it comes to numbers and like, you know, number one albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you could argue that the people who are supposed to be the next generation of superstars in the rap genre are either dead or in jail. And you're yep. not really expecting them to come out. Yeah. Yeah. You could talk about the X's. You could talk about the Juice Worlds, Pop Smokes, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other artists as well. They're even like P&B Rock and all of them. I wouldn't yep. necessarily call him a superstar, but like there's guys who were, yes, for sure. Um, Even like Takeoff and... Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot me, about me, that. Migos, man. I mean, take off. Um, that's another thing we could talk about. That was great. I'm not going to lie. At the BET Awards, Offset and yeah. uh, Quavo coming together to honor Takeoff, that was huge. I'm not going to yeah. lie because everyone has known about the personal issues Offset and Quavo have had yeah. even before Takeoff passed. Uh, I can't tell if it was necessarily just for show to honor Takeoff. Mm-hmm. Or if they, yeah, I don't know. Or if they've actually started to like get along again a little bit, I don't think they have. You know, sometimes, but I think, think they put their egos aside. You for know, that. sometimes they think that they are they're only doing it for him, and because people, you know, got on Quavo for not letting him be on a on one of the performances. I think it was the Grammys or something like that. I did hear him that, being yeah. on the performance yeah. with Quavo, and you know, Offset, you know, decided to speak his piece about it and just like you know. He's said, F you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, just all of this crazy shit. And, you know, they decide to do stuff at this BET Awards. And then now it's like a whole thing of where, you know, is it real? Is it not? I, you know, people really don't know. Yeah, people don't know. I, not to assume, but it was, I think regardless, they put their egos aside to honor takeoff. Yeah. You know, and regardless said, let's come together just for this. So. Uh, good for them, but back to the point, like, a lot of the star rappers just are in jail, or a lot of them are going to jail now, uh-huh. but a lot of them yeah. are, have also just gone at a young age, and it's like, you know, I mean. Okay, but you know what I say to that? I, you know, I'm very, I'm very hardcore when it comes to stuff like that, and it's just like, you know, I don't really like sugarcoating it, but it's to the point of where, did they, you know, did they deserve it or like you know did they put themselves in that situation to where you know people are like oh i can't believe he's dead i'm like yeah you can't believe he's dead but you know he kind of did it to himself at a point yeah yeah and that comes with the territory of being in the rap industry yes and i and i hate to say it but i get where you're coming from david especially when it comes to takeoff death in particular the whole dice game situation. Yeah. Like, that's, and a lot of these rappers, they talk about kind of getting out of that hood mentality, out of that hood situation, but a lot of them go back to it. Yeah. So while I, while I feel for Offset and Quavo for the loss of takeoff, 
you still got to ask if he just put himself in that situation in the first place. Right. And it's like the same thing with all those other rappers and, you know, R&B artists and stuff. Like, okay, like, you know, you have X. Okay, you could say, like, you know, that just happened for no reason. But then, you know, you look at Juice World, he did it to himself because he was already scared of what was happening in that situation that he kind of needed to do it to himself. Um, yeah. And then I wouldn't really blame P&B Rock, but it really is his girlfriend's fault and him not uh, seeing what she posted um, to the point where, you know, somebody found him. or it, And, like, the, the I feel like the only person that hasn't really done it to himself was young Dolph. He literally yeah. just simply was getting something for his daughter's, uh, I think, birthday. I think or, it was actually for his mom. He was giving her yeah, like cookies just, or donuts. Yeah, cookies or donuts. And he literally just yeah. came out. He did nothing. He he did nothing. He didn't post anything. He didn't say anything in his music about you know dissing anybody. Um, you know, just simply just randomly going to a store. And, you know, he just was one of those regular people that just died. Yeah. Because of somebody just yeah. found him, I guess. But they were definitely on the search. Yes. That's why. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, some 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 people just do it to themselves, man. Like they either put no, themselves yes. in a situation or yes. you know. Or people around them. Yeah, or the people around them do it. Yeah, or they PNB Rock's girlfriend. Yeah, and they yep. say something and then somebody else doesn't like it. And then now they go on. They do it. And this is another thing. They do it on Instagram live now. Yes. They do. Which is crazy. That is crazy. I, I don't think the the last incident that's happened with it being alive was this guy on Facebook literally showing him, you know, his yes. plan. He showed his gun and his car and he decided to shoot like, I don't even know how many people, but then like police were able to find him because of, he was live. Right. And people started posting it and all that. But ever, I feel like ever since that incident has been more, more of like a... I don't even know how to word it, but more of like a like a popular thing for criminals to do to just post about it and because they already know that they're going to get caught and they're just going to, you know, live it anyways. Yeah. So why not give themselves some own free publicity? Right. Because that's all people care about anymore is to right. actually become infamous, not famous. Yeah. Or at least when it comes to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So... But, but that, but that, but like again, that's the question that you asked, and it's just like with pop smoke and all that. Like, dude, you, there's just stuff that you say, and all, and then you do it to yourself. Like with six nine, you know, yeah. whatever yeah. he says, he did, he did it to himself, um, going to jail and all that. Another guy that kind of did it to himself, not really on purpose, but not on accident either, was YNW Melly. You know, he decided to drop a song. Murder on my mind. And then he decided to, you know, still continue talking about it after a few years. Um, still talking about incidents and all that to the point yeah. of where he's putting himself in a predicament of, yo, dude, you're going to go to jail and you're doing it to yourself. Right. And and I'll just say this real quick for people who don't really know that song is not about the incident that he's facing right now. No, it, it is a different not, story. No, it is not. But this is also what's making him have more of a target on his back. Yes. And. You know, okay, you, I, me personally, I'd say he's one of, you know, there's some rappers that don't really need to be investigated, but him, <laughs> I'd say he, he's one of those people that kind of did need to be investigated just a little bit. 
the way um, you're saying yeah, that's just funny I mean, to me, but like, I get what you're saying. Well, 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 like you understand, like, dude, he, like, yeah. just the stuff that he did, and he said he just kind of needed it to be investigated, you know. And I have nothing against him, but it's just you know you kind of question it, and you're just like, bro, this guy is like actually just on Earth and saying random shit and saying yeah. random stuff that he did. And now he's actually, and you know, potentially actually doing it. And now he's in jail because, you know, the people kind of suspected it. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's really interesting that, you know, me personally, I think he really needed to be investigated. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're coming from. I get where you're coming from too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, like, like X, I don't think he needed to be investigated, but no. like, but like YNW Valley definitely did. And he did it to himself. Yeah, you could say. I think that's another thing that, you know, that's another thing that's going on in rap music. It's literally openly telling on yourself yeah. and people around you. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, in some of these court cases, they're not allowing lyrics to be used because they're saying it's a form of art. Some places don't care about that law and just. No, because I, I don't even know who it was. That made it a thing. I don't remember but, either, but I think it was a recent but, one. It, yeah, it was a recent case to where somebody, the court decided to use the song as a, as evidence. And when he and when they used it as evidence, like man was like gone, bro. Yeah. And like, you know, back then, how come people didn't use it in in court in like the nineties? You know what I mean? Yeah. But now they're using it. Now, but then they decided to pull away from it because you you can say one thing, but it's just how you're saying it. Just really depends on like if you actually did it or not, and you're only saying it in a way because it rhymes with the next sentence or the sentence before, right? And you need a specific placement for a specific topic that you're going to be talking about. That's my yeah, exactly. that, that that's what I think. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I get it. I think that's actually what a lot of artists do mm -hmm. is just or, try or and like, rhyme. Yeah, or like they run out of like stuff to talk about and they start doing that. Like with, uh, what's his name, Young Thug? Like uh, was on his, oh, what song was it? It was either Hot or Diamond because that's the same reason why Gunna got in, into it. But it's whatever they said in one of those two songs, you know, they were just, they were literally just rhyming. But, like, they said something in there to rhyme with the previous sentence and the next one to the point where, you know, somebody heard it and people and became popular. And then apparently, you know, law got involved. And then, you know, that's why they're in, in jail right now. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough out here in these streets. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it's... I mean, just, I don't really know, man. Like, I just don't get dry snitching on yourself. <laughs> no. If you yeah. are, if you are, if you are. Right. But. Um, well, they call it self-snitching in court. Yes. Right. They do it to themselves. Sometimes it's yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, it is. But then you're just like thinking of like, you know, you could have really just said something else and it, it'd still be good. Yes, right, for sure. And it doesn't really need to be said. For sure. I say we move on to the other topic 
that we have here. And it's about XXL. Oh, the XXL freshman list. Trash. Trash. It's god awful. Thing is, we talked about it. You guys are bringing that up again? I'm surprised. No, no, no. We're not bringing it up again, but we are bringing it up again. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, the reason why is because there's a topic of conversation that David wanted to have specifically about it. But yeah, um, yeah, we've already discussed how god awful this list is. Uh, besides, yeah. you know, the UK artist Central C, shout out, Glorilla's all right. Glorilla's all right. Yes. Yeah. There's other artists I've heard of, and they're good as features, but they're just nothing. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's nothing oh, good. See, look, and that was the thing where I, I thought about with Lil Dirk. Dude, a man is so awful on his own, but he's only good in features. I disagree I, and, with you on that. No, nah, I think he's way better on features, and that's the reason why he became more popular than he was now or before. Well, you, everyone knows where he finally got way more popular. That got him over the edge. Right, but I'm saying, like, you know, him being on features gave him more of a light and it made him have more of a following. It did, for sure. Because he, he did better on features than he did on his own music. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. I also feel like people, at least artists out of Chicago anyway, I feel like they never got a lot of like love outside of Chicago. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a long time. Yeah. I feel like Chicago rappers like the FBG Ducks, the Chief Keefs. Yes, I mean, obviously yeah. Chief Keef had the two big hits, but I mean, besides mm-hmm. Lil Durk, uh, who else is out of there? Uh, Lil Reesey. Little Reese and them. If you know, you know. Did he just say Little Reese? Yeah. Yeah, I sure heard that right. Hey, there's somebody named Too Rare. So Too Rare, exactly. Yeah. Nah, but they all got love from the city of Chicago. It took them forever for other people to really listen to them. Mm -hmm. Everyone, of course, knows Chief Keef's two main songs in this group, but that's beside the point. Um, With Dirk. People really don't realize how long he's been a rapper and in the oh, game. He's been out for a long time. You know who's another time. one? Yeah, he's Kuchime. been doing it a while. He's been doing it for a long time. You know who's another artist who's not from Chicago, but has actually been around for a lot longer and is now recently getting a lot of love? Is Doughboy from Cleveland. Oh, Doughboy, yeah. Doughboy's yeah, been around yeah. since like 2008. Uh-huh. He's been yeah. around. And he really just recently is becoming more of a... He's not a mainstream rapper still. But no, I wouldn't say he was or he is. He's getting a lot more plays and he's getting a lot more. Lo- I, I like Doughboy a lot. Some people don't, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, but back with Chicago, I mean, these guys, Lil Dirk, I started to get into Lil Dirk personally. I'm, there's a lot of people who've been around Lil Dirk, like subset of people. I finally got around him 2016, 2017 time frame. Other people had been on him since like 2010, 2011 time frame. Even before that, XL, double XL. Got hit to him in twenty, I think twenty twelve or twenty eleven. Yeah, wanted to because he was on it, but he's been around even longer than that, and he's been more popular um, before that. And you know, now that he's becoming a fresh or that he was a freshman, he was just like, "Yo, what? Yeah, like why? Right? Yeah, you know I mean, like, there's a lot. You could make the argument at least f- farther back then, anyway, mm-hmm. that it took them forever to get on the XXL list. Yeah." Nowadays, XXL has lost its credibility. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Because yeah. Let, let's talk about this. Lil Durk got popular. His, the more popular mm-hmm. from the Drake feature yeah. on Laugh Now, Cry Later. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that's where he got popular from. The mo- Not popular, I shouldn't. It just got the more, more, more. The more following. Yeah, more, more of a following because, you know, Drake's fan base is already as big as big, it doesn't yeah. really need to be, but it is. Yeah. And then, you know, 
And this is the thing I was going to want to talk about was, you know, he kind of acts, he has more credibility than double XL does. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, and, and, you know, some of the, you know, things that he'll do is only for the moment, but when it's in the moment, it's really good. Yes. So like, you know, he, the, one of the incidents was, you know, he introduced the weekend. The weekend was already popular, you know, in Canada. But yeah. he did, you know, he was already, he even got more of a light in America. But when he went on the Drake song or on the on the Drake feature, it was already raps that he was already going to get more of a following. And he did. And now he's like one of the biggest artists in the world now. Right. Um, you know, I give credit to Drake for that because, you know, he introduced The weekend to the world. Lil Baby. And, and then Lil Baby with Yes Indeed. You know, originally yeah. it, it wasn't even it wasn't even um, it was supposed to be Drake's song, and he turned it into a little baby song, and that's a smart move because you know, it being a viral song because Drake is a feature. Anybody's gonna listen to a song if Drake is featuring on nobody's song. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And then that becomes really big, and then now you're wondering like, yo, who's little baby? And then and then right after that, like literally right after that, he drops a collab album with some other unknown artist. And it becomes, you know, one of the best collab albums of all time, I would say. And he has like two songs that became really famous and is still doing really well with numbers. Um, is like the Drip Too Hard song. That's still doing yeah. really well. Right? It's actually crazy. A lot of people don't even realize I got to yeah. give kind of gonna credit. He probably, from what I've heard, I mean, Lil Baby and Gunna came up together. Let's be honest. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they're best friends. Yeah. They, they were anyway. Yeah, they were. Yeah, no, they're not. They were. Um, but I don't think a lot of people realize that Gunna probably wrote a lot of Lil Baby's lyrics. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Every, that's a that's a thing out there. Mm-hmm. So um but But it's in but but see it's interesting because then you know, because of Drake uh, because of Drake, Lil Baby is popular. And because of Lil Baby being shown by Drake, Gunna was popular. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they dropped that collab album and it made both of them, you know, blow up. Yes. And then another example for it being in the moment that sounded good and didn't really end well was uh, Drake when he dropped a song with some unknown artist called Black Boy JB. <laughs> um, he actually, yeah. he was actually, actually, hold on, let me rephrase that. He wasn't unknown, actually. He was only known for a specific dance yes. that went viral. And it's funny because people think it's someone else's dance. Yeah, and it's not somebody else's dance. It's actually, it's really his dance. It's his own dance. But then he wasn't really trying to be a rapper, but then he ended up being a rapper. Um, And him actually ending up being a rapper, you know, they made that song. And it did really well with numbers for the moment. And it still does really well. It's still a banger to this day, I'd say. Um, But... You don't hear any, any. You don't hear anything about Black Boy JB anymore, unless if it's like anything that has to do with crime or anything that has to do with him freestyling, um, or him, you know, just being on interviews or anything like that. You don't hear about him a lot. Um, Drake did really well for for him, at least in the moment. Um, but what? I, well, and then he did the thing with Lil Durk, got him more of a following. Um, and he just, you know, he just keeps doing it with artists. And what, what makes me think that he has more credibility is that Drake knows what's hot and knows what's going to do well 
for either yeah. for either that year or even in following years. You know what I mean? Like um like okay, probably Skepta was already, you know, really well into the rap game. But like he definitely got more of a following after he was on More Life because he had an interlude. But then he got more he even got more of a fan base because of Travis Scott. I mean, not Travis Scott. Hold up. Because <laughs> he just looks like him. ASAP Rocky. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know, he got more of a following with ASAP Rocky uh, with um, Praise the Lord song. And and now people started to listen to him more. Um, even even after they, they had an interview or uh, I think a video that they just posted saying that they were on LSD the whole time for the song <laughs> and it did really well ended up being number one and it just made him more popular right but because of drake you know he and him introducing you know skeptic to the world and got him more of a following even though he was already popular before specifically over in the uk yeah he it got him an got, american yeah, following got an american following and and I'm not gonna lie, Drake has a, a following everywhere, bro. Like he does. He even has it in South America if, I mean, he, he, if he had to. He's, he influenced, I mean, he got his own influence from like the London drill scene himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His one project yeah. was kind of heavy on it. The More Life? More, yeah, yeah, More, more Life. Life. Yeah, more yeah. Life was heavy kind of on that London drill mm-hmm. stuff. Um and, and also Afro. Music. Yes, that too. Yeah. I would say I would say London rap, like UK rap has a lot of Afro into it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know if people realize like a lot of the slang that they say really derives from like Caribbean yeah. Afro languages. Yeah, yeah. So and it does. And that's what it does so well. And again, like this is the only reason why Drake is staying so relevant. Um, if he would have stayed the same, honestly, I he probably would have been gone after like 2014. But like him staying so relevant and him, you know, like making himself a better artist, learning on what's new and what's hot and what people really want. He's staying relevant, you know? Yeah. And, 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 oh, dude, he didn't, he didn't introduce 21 Savage, but like, I would say when he got his first feature with 21 Savage, it, it got him more of a following. Yeah. I'd say. Like Metro Boomin did introduce him, I'd say. Because I never heard of 21 Savage until Metro Boomin had that collab project with him. Yeah. But then, you know, him being on a Drake feature that didn't really come out. But people are saying like, oh, yeah, I've heard it. He did good. And that's the reason why, you know, I listen to him. But he did really well and got him more of a following. Right. I would say basically at this point, if you get a co-sign from an artist... That means more than the XXL freshman list. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. If, if, if like a really popular artist basically says, oh, he's, this guy's it. Mm-hmm. He's the future of rap. That and, means and, more. And, and who, who did a really, a really great job on marketing uh, these two guys, uh, Jordan Lucas and Tory Lanez, when they had pretend beef. Yeah. I think that was like the smartest move ever because nobody knew who Jordan Lucas was. But even though Tory Lanez was popular, not a lot of people even knew about him. And it was just two two people in the rap industry that just came out of nowhere and decided to have beef. And then it became popular um, when artists started tapping in and be like, yo, who are these people? Or like 
yo, that's my that's my boy, you know. And then I'm like, you know, I'm always gonna go on his side and rather the other guy's side. And yeah. then, you know, they go and say like, oh no, nah, it was just on pretend. We were just trying to get more uh, followers and all that. We were trying to make ourselves even bigger than what we already were, and they did. Yeah, they definitely did. Right. Jordan Jordan Lucas's following went up. Um, especially on Instagram, you know, he Torian Lanes basically got him to a million followers. Yeah, um, man, I, I think me personally, I think Joiner Lucas is criminally underrated. Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I love oh, Joiner yeah, Lucas. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. I think he because of what rap is today. I think he gets a lot less respect overall. Yeah, there's other artists out there who I yeah. would say get less respect because of how rap is today. I'd say even though I think more people give this guy respect, Corday, mm-hmm. JID. Mm-hmm. I think those kind of yeah. artists, because they're not no, the it, murder rappers. No, no, no. It's not even just murder rap. It's yeah. literally just mumble rap at that point to where they're just saying like, oh, they don't sound good in the car. So let me just listen to somebody else that's like more of a, uh, like a, like a car bop. You know right. What I mean? And, you know, I mean, I listen to them in the car. I think they're, they're car bops for sure. But where if people don't like lyrical rap anymore and i still think lyrical rap is way better yes uh because they you know they fill in the holes um with not ad libs but they fill it in with words instead yeah and 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 there's one thing to have ad libs during your verse but not to help your verse yes you know what i mean what you could say drill music they say four words and then there's the pow yeah, but see, that's their own <laughs> style, though. That's that different. Is a, that, that is a that's style. That's different. Yeah. They made it into their subgenre. They did. Of yes. being a drill artist and people knowing that the ad libs is more, it's more, it's more effective than their it is. Words. It is. I would um, say because you know one one they have the beat, um, but then they also have the ad libs that help their verses. Right. But more like so their ad libs become kind of like a verse and their verses are kind of like ad libs. Right. Yeah. So in that. Yeah. Sub-genre, actually, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Their subgenre, they made it into what their sound is today. Right. So that's way different. That is what rate or like original rap is supposed to be. Yes. So in that sense, you know. Even J, you know, even JID said it himself. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but he says that he doesn't like lyrical rap. He only does lyrical rap because he speaks fast. Like he talk, <laughs> like he, like he has ADHD and he just talks, like he just talks repetitively and just nonstop. He's like he's a talker, so that's why he does lyrical rap. Hmm. But he, so he said like he he doesn't listen to anybody in that category. Really, he really listens to like Lil Uzi and all of them. Hmm. Which I That's thought was interesting. really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Huh. If you come for bars, go for the lyrical rap. That's all I'm saying. If you want to actually mm-hmm. hear people spit bars, as people would say, mm-hmm. lyrical rap's the way to go. But original- if you only care about the beat, go everybody everywhere else. Yeah. But originally what I was trying to say is that, you know, Drake just has more of a credibility than Double XL. Uh, dude, Double XL does such of a poor job with it. They did really good back. From 2010 to like 2016. 2016 was peak. Yeah, but after, but after 2016, bro, like it just didn't really matter. They just started putting people in there, and like like you said earlier, um, thing yesterday, 
uh, people, you know, when they get the call for it, they drop it instead. Yeah, of course. Like, you can't tell me the people who are on this list now was everyone who they no. actually wanted. Well, you know, Corday. Yeah. He was never on it. Uh huh. And he became popular, and they wanted him on it for 2018. I think didn't get it. He didn't want. He didn't want to be in it. I'm telling you, artists don't want to be on XXL. I think the only reason Central C even is is because it's in America. Yeah, and he's trying to get his following in America. I don't think to me he's the best one on this list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he is the best one on this list, mm-hmm. and it's really the first male British rapper on it. And to me, you know, I mean, he is the one who's kind of brought that UK style more popular here in the states. He's to me, he's the first one that's really done it, mm-hmm. and it's really been literally in this last calendar year. Um, but it's just this list is. And there's no offense to any of these artists. They're not like people I want to go out of my way to really listen to the cypher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 2016, almost every single one of them, I wanted to go out of my way because I knew these guys were like really good. Yeah. And and I I, I get it that double XL is it's supposed to be introducing you to new people. Yes, it is. But to the point of where you need to introduce new people that already have like a big following and because I, I don't I've never heard of any of these guys I never even heard of these guys in like the comment section bro yeah like or, or the names like you know their names are really creative but I never heard of them right some of them I've heard of on features yeah. and they're all right but, but, they, but there's I, nothing there's nothing that stands out no and they and they don't really do well there always needs to be at least when it comes Granted, when you listen to the cipher, maybe that could help change things. Mm-hmm. But I even say in the last couple of years, it's been slightly better. Right. It, it was better. Like this year, to me, it's the worst list on paper I have ever seen for the XXL yeah, list it, ever. They did really well with, was it 2021? No, it was 2020. Or it was 2021. Whatever the one with Fabio Foreign and Lotto and That was one of my Golden. favorite ones, yes. Uh, all three of those ciphers were... I think that was the because I know Polo and Jack Harlow were on one together with Lil Keed. Yeah, and then Emily Choppa, uh, what's her name, Chuck Chucky. But the thing Chukia. is, some of those, some of these artists already have a following. Yeah, you know, they already had a decent yeah. following, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's not like they're unknown, right? But the fact that you have people like that, you and, have practically all unknown, but. Yeah, well, and, with the exception like, of a couple, but like they're not even like big followings either. No, but the only person that really had a big following, or not the only person, but it was actually a couple of people was Polo G, Jack Harlow, and then Oli Choppa. Yeah, and but at least they were on there. Yeah, and I guess you could say twenty four K Golden because he was already popular with his two projects. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Lotto got bigger after. I think Fabio sort of has the, had the same following since. Twenty four K Golden was already popular because he had that song with um, uh, Ian, uh, Ian, Ian Dior. Dior. Ian Dior. Mood? Yeah, Mood. He was already popular with that song, and that's why he got on the list. Right. And I'm just like, if you're already popular and you're already big, why do you need to be on the list? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Polo was big. Jack was big already. And and I would say the only way for you to become popular now, you got to sample something to make it to to make the person that originally had the sample to, you know, shed some light on you. 
Yeah, that's fair. I could see that. Like Lotto became big because uh, she sampled Big Energy with um, Mariah Carey's song. And then uh, who who else did it? Um, oh, shoot. I don't know who else. Uh, but there's, there's just a lot of people that did samples and they became really popular because of it. For sure. Um, I think there's a lot more sampling in general. Like you said, we, we said that earlier. Yeah. But I think it's very prevalent in almost every song of some kind. There mm-hmm. is something there, even if it's the most minute sample. It's mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's also, to me, an issue because I think there's less creativity in the world and all things anymore right now. Yes, because perfect example. I show my mom a song and... You know, my mom was, uh, you know, they'll play the sample for like 10, 15 seconds, right? And, you know, when you show your parents, they're automatically going to think the original song because that's what they grew up with. And then, you know, you don't tell them because you want to surprise them and you want to get their reaction of, you know, them thinking that it's either good or bad. They're going to tell you it's bad anyways because they're just like, oh, well, they're not creative. Back then when this song was popular, they were creative. But now that they remixed it, you know, making it seem like they're kind of ruining it. Like, why are they why are they popular if they're not really creative? Right. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of people are. And it's just rough. <laughs> it's rough, bro. So I, just, I don't know. I, I would say the only people that become creative for it are the music producers. Because they're the one that make it happen. I think music producers are what... I think music producers make 80% of careers. As in, I don't know how to... I'm trying to think of how to properly word this. Music producers mean way more than the people that are actually on the mic. Yeah. Because the people on the mic, a lot of them don't know how to do it. Yes. Like, there's there's, very, there's very few that know how to do it. And there's... Okay, and then music producers become their own artists. And then they do really well. Yes. Like, uh, like, um, I'm trying to figure out who produces. Like, J. Cole, he produces some of his own stuff. Right. Like, Middle Child, he, he kind of produced that all himself. And it became a very popular song. Dude, it even became, like, the halftime performance for uh, NBA. Right. For the All-Star game. Yeah. And... There's there's another guy that probably most of you guys don't know. His name's Gavi, but like you know he was. A I music, actually you've yeah. you've showed me Gavi. Yeah, he was a music producer originally and became more popular because he became he made himself an artist. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's just some music producers that don't need to be, uh, because one they don't want to or they don't know how. But like, if you do become an artist and you're a music producer, dude, you you kind of do well because then you make your own and you get more money out of all of it because you make your own music and you put your own words into it and you're getting all your royalties rather than sharing the royalties with somebody else, either the ghostwriter, the music producer, and then the artist. And then wherever you're dropping it, you know, I say DistroKid is the way to go now. And that, and that's also a thing of where, like, I think record labels are falling falling off because everybody wants to be independent now because they think they're getting scammed out of money for their well, creativity. Even the, the issue is a lot of people don't even realize what they're actually signing up for with music label contracts anyway. No, yeah. Yeah. Because it is. Let's be honest, it is. 
but they don't even know that until they finally, because they don't read the fine print. Right. And a lot of the fine print, it's all the same. A lot of it is when you're not like, when you're not their artist anymore, you kind of lose um, all credibility of your own work. And it's the record labels work rather than your own. Yes. And then some contracts say, if you're not with this label anymore, you decide to go independent or with somebody else, you can't perform specific songs. Right. And those specific songs might be your most popular songs. Right. And that sucks. Yes. Stay independent for all you artists out there. Try your best. Yeah. Dude, dude, the, the, independent no, wave is, the independent wave is more popular now than it was before. Than it's ever been. I think before was to help other rappers and artists to get popular because the internet was has, didn't really exist. It existed, but it didn't exist as it did today. No, because they literally couldn't get popular without the label backing them. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't so, need that at all. No, but I, I would I would say, you know, if you're still MTV is right. <laughs> yeah. Well, back, MTV, back then, MTV. Yeah. MTV did it with Duran Duran, the, the band. They were the first people to do uh, a music video. And they were their first, I think, show for MTV anyways. Right. And now they run MTV. But I think it's crazy that MTV is not as popular as it was now. Because you don't or need them. You don't before. need music television. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I bet people don't even know what MTV stands for nowadays in the generation. It's kind of sad, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, if you think about it, it kind of explains it itself. Oh, it does. But, but I don't think people literally understand it means music television. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but stay independent artists. Just yeah. saying. I, I mean, you'll I, be better off money wise. You'll be. Uh, yeah, you're definitely money wise. Because that's the other thing people think they see. That, that's the other issue. A lot of people see all these artists with all this jewelry and yeah. all these cars, houses, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And they're looking at them. They're like, oh, look how much money they have. Mm-hmm. In reality, you don't, don't really make any money until the label recoups mm-hmm. what they make off of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot mm-hmm. before you really see any bag. That, and that's why, that. I th- that's why I think independent artists that make their own labels and sign their own artists, they do poorly with it. Yes. Because let's say if you're, like, you're part of OVO Sound and you want to be Drake's artist, dude, Drake is munching off of you at that point. Because, yeah, you become popular, but you're not getting a lot of money. No. And then, like, you know, I hear about you, but the, but the fact that you're part of, like, a sub-label... I don't really want to listen to you. Yeah. And uh, there's a person in Toledo who's an artist who's now kind of up and coming who recently just signed to uh, Polo G's label. Oh, that a person, guy. CNN Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's starting to make some music, bro. I ain't even going to camp. I don't really like it. <laughs> well, maybe we should bring him on the podcast. So you two can discuss so your So you two can, can discuss the differences. I have. It's I don't think it's I don't it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. To be fair, I need to I need to listen to more of it. Um but yeah, go ahead and diss the guy who I feel like we could easily get on this podcast. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. I'm not dissing him. This I, I, would, look, I would say the I'm only You're gonna need to come in person I, for I would, that episode. I would say the only person that's part of a label that Definitely robbed the label out of money 
because he's just so damn popular is Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny got a deal for nine. He gets 90% while the label gets 10%. That's rough for the label. Yeah. He's like, call an ambulance, but yeah. not for me. Right. Dude, that's crazy. That's right. I think that was so crazy when I heard about it because I'm just like, dude, he's munching off of the label rather than the label munching off of him. The label did a poor job with that decision just because he's popular. Yes. Yes, they did. I like Bad Bunny and all, but you know, (laughs) there's just some things like you don't need to do. No. And that is one of them. For sure. Um, This has been a very productive music talk. It really has mm-hmm. over an hour and 10 minutes into this episode. And now we're going to move on to NBA free agency talk as that opens up tonight. Hi, Aaron. Ooh. How have you been? Oh, hi. How are you guys doing? I almost forgot you were here. Oh, I, almost I, I, I love it. just been on my phone the entire time. <laughs> All right. So NBA free agency starts tomorrow night. There's already some kind of talk today about some potential things. Kyrie Irving meeting with the Suns. I, why? How? Um, you trade Aiden and have him go for a cheap, cheap, cheap deal? No. See, I, I saw reports. The Suns want to keep Aiden. I have seen that too. So to keep Aiden, Irving would have to go on a vet minimum. I don't know how. You literally could not give Irving more than a vet minimum. The only way I can see this working is if Phoenix is perfectly fine with paying like $300 million in luxury tax. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to – I forget what – I thought I just know his name. can't remember what his name is. Um, he doesn't care. I think he'll pay all the taxes this year like, because he only has no two sense. homegrown players and Booker and Ian. After that, he's got to figure out what he's going to do with KD if he somehow gets Irving, be on Irving because the new CBA just will not – let that happen. It's oh. unreal. I don't get Phoenix, man. How are they going to have? The whole reason why they lost to Denver was because of a bench. Yes. So you go trade. The whole bench. And uh, just get. Deal. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I literally don't know another player besides their starting five, four. It, I, so, I literally can't name a player right now. Because I don't even think Cameron Payne's on the team anymore. He's not. Or he won't be if he well, is. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> a nice day. Okay. I, I think I think Tory Craig might be there. I don't know. Like maybe. But I just I don't understand what Phoenix is really trying to do besides I, literally go all out for one season. He, he's got new owner syndrome and he wants the stars. Also, That's exactly what he has. Also, there's reports out there about Damian Lillard give still trying to give Portland time yes. to really build a contender before he really ultimately makes a decision if he wants to be traded or not. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he met with Draymond Green last night to discuss teaming up with him in Portland. Yep, mm. I've seen that. So, I know his dream scenario is to re-sign Jeremy Grant. That, this is the rumor that's out there, yeah. is to re-sign Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. and bring Draymond Green. I don't know about the Draymond Grant thing, but I think they actually should sign Jeremy Grant. They should sign Jeremy Grant 100% back. Uh, to me, if I'm Portland, and it's no offense to Dame, they should just move on, in my opinion, already to begin with. Yes, Damian They already have guards. Yes. At this point, I'm like, yes, they probably should, which is funny because if you trade them to Miami, you're literally going to get more guards in return. The issue I have with this whole Miami push in the media, bro, it's crazy because, like, I want it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they keep saying it day after day. I'm so tired of it. Just tell me when it's going to happen. Woj, hit me with the Woj bomb on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, I want the Woj bomb. 
But like, man, like they can't just keep teasing me like this just for me to get disappointed because that's what's going to happen. He's going to stay in Portland and I'm going to get disappointed. Damian Lillard will not be a member of the Miami Heat. It'll be Paul George instead. Uh, I did mention that. and You did. I have heard another team and another player who's hot to talk about right now is James Harden. And if he will leave Philly and go back to Houston. Uh, he has till tomorrow to decline or accept his player option, by the way. I've heard a dark horse team uh, that could sneak around and maybe get him, and it's the Clippers. Wait, James Harden doesn't really get injured, does he? He can. Could. He just doesn't perform in the playoffs, but I, I don't know. It's interesting to see with that one. I don't know. I, I feel like James Harden should just stay in Philly but try to take a little less money or just accept his player option because Tyrese Maxey needs to become the number two guy on that team. I agree. I agree. Harden needs yeah. to me. Because I Harden, think Tobias was willing to take a pay cut because I think Tobias might have got a little more, way more money what, than he was probably worth. He's yeah. still a really good player. Like what he said when he went off against on those like 76ers fans, I'm like, he's not wrong. Still no. might be overpaid, especially the fact that him and Jimmy Butler's getting paid the same, and now Jimmy Butler's been to a NBA Finals and a Conference Finals since that. Actually, two of them, NBA Finals. So, Man, I, Harden, to me, he fits well in Philly. He does. Especially now that Harden just plays as a point guard. To me, he, that that makes sense. Uh, the Philly mm-hmm. fit makes sense. Um. I don't know where he's going to be after this season, though. Who knows where he actually is? I, I need tricks on. I need I'm, I'm intrigued because I wonder if this year could be like one of his real last seasons in the NBA. But um, I think it's going to be Chris Paul's last season. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think it will be. I just seen a report that oh. uh, the Rockets are expected to sign Dylan Brooks and uh, Fred Van Fleet tomorrow, according to Mark Stein. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping the Lakers would go out and get Van Well, actually, no. Oh, Van Vliet was an interesting one. i seen a comment say, I'd rather learn Chinese than play for the Rockets. That's messed up. Wow. But, okay. Um, Dylan Brooks, if he, doesn't, <laughs> if he doesn't sign with Houston, that's probably it's, what he's going to do. It makes sense as long as he just stops poking bears and, you know, talking. Yeah. Right. Like, he, that's why he fit well on the Grizzlies because he could poke bears really well. That's, that's kind of what hurt Dylan Brooks. <sighs> exactly, bro. Papa was a Rolling Stone, but now I got Rolling Stones in the Benzel. Facts. Whatever okay. you just said was facts. Um, <laughs> but to me, like this free agency period is more a lot of older stars on the back yes, end of their career. Very old stars. On like the back if this end. was like a 2018 free agency, oh, this would have oh, been unreal. Oh, oh my god! Like it would have been 20, the craziest free agency. Chris Paul, James Harden, all. Oh no, nah, that'd be this free agency would be unreal to talk yes. about. You got a lot of. Good, solid role players out there, though, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, I mean, it's, it's nothing special, you know. So, I mean, there isn't a lot of, like— As a f- under-500 team. There's not a lot of speculation, you know, about— That's hilarious. Um, there's not a lot of speculation or, like, a lot of people looking to see, like, oh, what's going to happen? It's, to me, it's more trades that I think could make the chaos. It's going to be a lot—I think it's going to be a lot of signing trades, probably, yeah. with you. We're going down— um, I'm more curious because I feel like the Western Conference teams are going to have a lot more action than the Eastern Conference teams this year. And that's also because teams like Houston and San Antonio have bands of money. 
to yes. spend this offseason. San Antonio really just got Victor Wembanyama. They're like, no, screw it. Let's just try to get you as can, many people around him. Oh, oh, absolutely. They're like, going to spend like crazy. Those two teams in particular, those mm-hmm. two teams out of Texas that aren't Dallas. Uh, so everyone in the East is like, besides Miami, I don't really know who else in the East right now is trying to go that hardcore free agency. Obviously, the Bucks had got some decisions to make. Boston's kind of already done what they're going to the do. The thing is, a lot of people were talking about with Damian Lillard, how it may be more patient and how teams want to move off. Everything I've heard about out of Miami side, they are all yes. in. Miami would our, rather get it done now. My, well, the thing is, no. Miami would want to get it done now. <laughs> but I've heard they're all in on it and are totally fine with waiting around for Damian Lillard because they feel like he's the kind of player to wait around for. Okay. So... Miami is literally putting all their chips yeah. into Damian Lillard and hoping that he says he wants to, to be leave. traded. Yeah. They are waiting for that moment <laughs> because you've got Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, who are free agents, two guys, specifically Struess, who I think will get a payday from a team like Indiana or something like that, some random team. Yeah. Houston could probably even pay him too. Um, Cleveland, I've actually heard, is interested in Max Struess as well. That would make sense. I, I um, Yeah. But uh, – Gabe Vincent, I I wouldn't mind keeping Gabe Vincent. Even I would be all right with signing Gabe Vincent back and uh, still getting Dame Lillard, I trading think, Lowry and other pieces. Yes, because I think Gabe Vincent could be a nice backup point guard that's still younger. Because Lowry was fine as a backup point guard, if you guys, but Mike Lowry's up there in age. He's probably like what, probably at least around thirty four, probably. He's older than that. I think he's like thirty five, thirty six. So I, I, I've uh, thing is, D- I Dame, Dame is up in age, but he's the like difference 32. is, the difference is with Dame, he still has it <laughs> in he's, the tank. Yeah, last year yeah. before his injury, he that guy was balling. Here's yes. the thing, though. Do you guys think that Draymond would sign with Portland? No, because I think he's just gonna go back to Golden State. I won't say no, because I really think he's genuinely interested to see what other teams what they can bring for him I do think he goes back to Golden State personally however don't be surprised if he does leave yeah I mean Iguodala did it it's different bro (laughs) it's different (laughs) it's different I think the pool trade kind of shown who Golden State really wanted over those two because there was a lot of butting heads and from what I heard Draymond Green pretty much told Golden State I'm not coming back at all if he's still on this team that's at least reports I'm not saying that's what happened but that's what they say Jordan Poole they traded Poole to the Wizards yeah so they got Chris Paul and then Draymond declined his player option so right now he can he can still go somewhere else and he still can I think but um we don't. We don't know for yeah. sure. Also, did you see about the Lakers? Are willing to match offers with uh, Rui and Austin Reeves? They turned <laughs> them in the. Restri- they turned them both into restricted free agents. So they are willing to match offers for those two. The Lakers are. That would be the smart thing. Yep. So to they're me, doing they that. They're going to keep Jared Vanderbilt. Like their their okay. goal. The Lakers' goal is not to go out for the old superstar game. They're trying to keep the. Younger players. Maybe people in the organization think so. I don't know about LeBron James, though. Oh, no. LeBron's already came out and said it's just, um, yeah. LeBron James. Uh, he wants Draymond. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I he mean, definitely wants Draymond Green. I mean, that'd be defense right there. You know, when the Lakers actually won a championship in the bubble, you know, when what they were good at. Defense with a coach named Frank Vogel. Um but that's all right. Is he, is he coaching? I uh, see so he's coaching the Suns now. He is. Yeah, he's the one coaching KD. So that's why you go that. out and get handles. Great for defense, right? Um, but man, 
this free agency, I mean, it starts tomorrow night. Players can verbally agree starting tomorrow night at 6 p.m. on contracts. Uh, nothing can be officially signed, I believe, until the 6th of July. Uh, but, and things can change in between then. Does Dame get traded in that time frame? Does he request a trade out? Does he say, I want to stay in Portland? Does he get a star next, next to him? Does he get a guy like a Siakam, Towns, Green? Who knows? We'll have to see. I think I think Siakam's going to be the very interesting name out of uh, Toronto. Siakam's gone. Mm-hmm. I, think, gone. I feel like there's a lot of teams who could use Siakam. Toronto is going to rebuild. And they're going re- to rebuild around Dick. And at that... That is going to be a wrap here of episode 64 of the Ball and Beats podcast. As Spencer always says, spread it all, spread it everywhere. Follow the Instagram and TikTok at Ball and Beats. Keep on listening wherever you get your podcast. And shout out the website, ballandbeats.wordpress.com. Peace out. We'll see you next week.